Check, check. One, two, three. Testing one, two, three. You might be asking yourself why I'm counting and doing an audio check. Well, it's because today we are going to talk about how you can grow your brand through podcasting. And I've got a very special guest. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Hola, everyone. I'm Josenia, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. I'm a photographer and marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved from Puerto Rico to the Pacific Coast, then again back East Coast with just a camera and one very heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If this is the first time you're here, let me tell you what we're all about. The Focus and Bloom podcast is a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers, where each week I'll be sharing actionable tips to help you grow and up-level your business. Joining us today is the founder of the hit podcast, The Gold Standard Podcast, which, by the way, has been featured in the top 100 charts for Apple business podcasts. And... She is the creator of the Podcast to Purpose Mentor Course. She's also been featured in HuffPost, Black Enterprise, Travel Noir, and 2190. Without further ado, here's Lynette Polite. Lynette, how are you? Welcome. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's really a pleasure. I'm so excited to have you here because one of the things that helped me launch this podcast was one of your courses and the podcast launch kit. And it really helped me get all of my ideas together and organize myself and putting and putting together the podcast and launching it. So thank you for putting such a really valuable resource for everybody out there. Oh, that's so nice to hear. It's really nice to hear that you have actually purchased it and you're using it and you got your podcast launched with it. It's proof to me that it actually works and that you can actually go from A to Z with like a $37 product. So I'm so happy that, that you were able to do that. That means a lot to me. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Highly, if you are thinking of setting up, of launching your podcast, you should definitely check it out. Now, what as before we get into this interview, can you tell us a little bit about you? Like what is your new normal right now? Yeah, that's a good question. So right now I'm I'm in transition from my nine to five and I'm about to be a full-time podcaster, full-time entrepreneur. And because everyone is working from home now, it's a little bit of a preview of what my life is going to be like. So it's really spent, you know, optimizing my my flows to my products. It's spent researching, getting guests for my podcast. It's spending time networking online and just kind of learning new skills. I'm actually a recovering course junkie. So I literally purchased every single course in the entire world. And so I'm now trying to go back and look at some of the old courses that I had and redo some of the exercises, do some of the new exercises and avoid purchasing any more courses for the rest of the <laughs> quarter. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I kind of identify with you because when you're doing research, you see a whole bunch of things. Like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's yeah, really interesting. Exactly. <laughs> and then you end up buying all of this and then wait, you, you do need to learn <laughs> and do the course. So that's really good. And it's actually a very easy way to like, just go into that rabbit hole and, and start buying a lot of things and, and, you may not end up getting like completing everything. And that's a, you know, it's important to take a moment, pause, step back, 
revisit everything. You mentioned that you're reviewing your workflows, your processes and everything so that once we turn the page on all, all, everything that's happening right now and we, you know, we're ready and ready to go, having this time to organize and revisit, whether that is educating yourself, organizing your processes, which is what working out whatever it is you feel that you need to do to move things forward. That's super helpful. And it's really good to do. But if you feel at this time, it's just a good time to take a moment and take a break for you. That's also really good too. No, exactly. I agree. I think if you need to just, you know, focus on getting through what's happening, perfect. But if you're looking to, you know, achieve your goals, this is the perfect time to like hunker down and learn that new skill that you want to start that podcast that you've been talking about for two years that you haven't started yet. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So why a podcast? Like what advantages have you found in podcasting? That's a really good question. So my target audience, and I'm sure yours as well, are millennials. And millennials, we're really busy, right? We're at home more, but we're also at work. We're going to the gym. We're going to the grocery store. And the way that we want to consume information is we want everything instantly. And we want to be able to consume information all of the time. And so when you think of when people listen to podcasts, half of people listen to podcasts outside of their house, right? They're listening at work. They're listening at the gym. They're listening as they're grocery shopping, as they're driving, right? So you're able to capture a whole other audience than you could with, let's say, a traditional blog where, you know, you can't read a blog while you're driving to work. You can't read a blog at where you're not supposed to read a blog at work, but I'm sure like, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can't drive your car and watch a YouTube video. You know what I mean? So podcasts have a lot more reach in terms of the information that you're able to share and the amount of people that you're able to reach just doing random things than you can with like creating content through a blog or creating it through a YouTube channel. So I think for me, before I started the podcast, I actually had a blog and I stopped because I just couldn't deal with like putting makeup on every day, doing my hair every day, having to take pictures. It was just too much. Like all I want to do is give you this information and all of this extra stuff is just, I found it really unnecessary. And so podcasting for me was a way for me to get my voice and, and other voices in my community across without having the, all the extra fluff and without having to sit there and write a million words and like, look at typos and fix it and fix my grammar and pa- or paragraphs. Like I'm getting a migraine just thinking about it. Right. <laughs> I can barely put show notes together. So, <laughs> <laughs> so to have a whole blog or, you know, a whole YouTube channel, I just felt like it was, I was still able to get my, my point across and get my content out there to my audience through a podcast. It just came a lot more natural to me. I'm glad that you're mentioning YouTube and blogging because this doesn't mean that YouTubing or uh, blogging doesn't have any value. It, it does have value. It's just a different way to consume that information. And depending on the way that you that you want to run your business and, and, and share your that information that you have, that knowledge, depending on how you want to do that, then you will determine what type of platform is the best one for you. Mm. Actually, have, uh, I still have it. I just don't run anything on it. I still have a YouTube channel and it was more focused on photography. And I agree with you, like getting ready for camera, like bulk producing takes a lot of time. And mm. then you have to do the editing and everything. So I felt that I was being held back by all of that production aspect And I wasn't able to share my experience, my knowledge, and what I want to share with people in that format. And then like, oh, there you go. 
podcasting and done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then Kim Lene with her awesome podcast launch kit <laughs> and yes. <laughs> so if someone wants to set up a podcast and really doesn't have any idea of what they need to do, like what would be the first thing they should do? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked that. So so the first thing that I would do is, you know, you have to figure out what the topic is that you're going to pick, right? I think it's really important that it's something that you can talk about for the next two years. So I always tell my clients, my students, like, think about a topic that you can already write 50 episodes on. It doesn't have to be like the full episodes, but if you can write 50 episode topics, then that's probably a good podcast topic for you because it's something that you can talk about over and over and over again. But if you're struggling to come up with 10 or 20 topics, you know, unless you're doing a, you know, a one part podcast series once a year, you know, it's, it's probably not the good, the, the best topic for you. So I would say go back to the drawing board and figure out what that topic is, what your angle is that you want to talk about and then niche down, right? Like if you want to talk about fitness what aspect of fitness do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about losing weight? Do you want to talk about working out? Do you want to talk about nutrition? Better? Right. Nutrition. Do you want to talk about the mindset aspect of it? You know what I mean? There's so many different angles that you can go by. And so I would definitely focus on the topic and then the niche is the first thing you should do. Wonderful. And that, that goes for anything you do when you're setting up your business and your market overall marketing plan. Like you have to focus on that niche so that, you know, so that you use the right language, the the right channels and the right way to, to reach out to that, that particular audience. Exactly. Yeah. So what are actionable tactics that we can do to build a better brand when it comes to podcasting? That's a great question. So the first thing that I would say, and this is the most important, forget everything else, forget about looking at your target market and all of that consistency. That's the number one thing that you need to do when it comes to building your brand, regardless of what your brand is, you must dedicate yourself to continue to be consistent and push yourself forward when it comes to your podcast brand. So that means releasing episodes every week or every other week, committing to doing that, committing to posting, committing to continuing to get to know your audience, right? These are things that you have to do on an ongoing basis and not just doing it for a week and then being like, well, no one's listening to my show. I quit right? I think consistency is the first thing. The second is figuring out who your target audience is, right? Like identifying, I like to call them your, your tribe avatar. So who is that person that represents your audience, right? Like who are you trying to speak to and figure out once you figure out who they are, then figure out where are they getting their information? What are some of the problems that they have that they want solved? So if we go back to the fitness exercise, like what are the issues? Are they trying to lose weight or are they trying to live a better lifestyle? Do they want to have a six pack or are they trying to stop themselves from getting diabetes, right? Like what is the angle? What's, what's the issue that that audience is going through, right? And then do your research. So figure out who in, in your niche is providing answers and do some research on the kinds of content. So it doesn't even have to be podcasts that you're looking at. It could be YouTubers or bloggers or influencers, anyone who's in your niche that's providing content. And then what you want to do is make it your own. So let's say, you know, you have a blogger that talks about like the top five foods that you should stay away from if you're on a diet, right? Let's say you are a woman of color or you are from, uh, you know, an immigrant from another country. You could also talk about like how food from X place or how the food we were brought up on is not 
so good for us. So like if you're from you're from Puerto Rico, so like yeah. rice and beans, rice and beans. <laughs> yeah, rice and beans shouldn't be with every meal. You know what I mean? Here's how to take here's some substitutes for rice and beans. You know things like that. So you're taking the topic of like foods that are bad for you, but you're making it your own, right? So that's the best thing that you can do to grow your audience. So just to recap, you know you want to you want to figure out who your target audience is, what their problems are who's already solving those problems and how you can solve the problem in your own way. Yeah, that's really, really, really good. And I actually love that you're using examples for fitness because one of the biggest goals right now for a lot of people is like to just to at least be able to stay fit. It's very interesting that you bring up that example. And I think it's really good because this is not just for for marketing or business particular there. We can do podcasting for a variety of topics, but like mm -hmm. you said, you want to make sure that whatever topic you're you're focusing on, you're able to to produce a lot of content so that you're able to be consistent. Yeah, and you want to solve a problem. So the problem it doesn't always have to be like here's how to do X, here's how to do Y. Like one of my favorite podcasts, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's called The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal, and it's literally a podcast about like pop culture. And you know, at the end they do a read, which is basically like they quote unquote read somebody. So they like tell somebody off something that happened. Like if it's like, you know, a politician or if it's something that happened in society that went really wrong. Right. So it's not necessarily, they're not teaching me anything, but it's an escape from reality. Right. So they're solving my problem of wanting to be distracted from what's going on in the world and wanting to be up to date on pop culture, you know? So it doesn't always have to be educational. It can just be whatever your audience wants whatever problem they have that one solved, that's just what you have to focus on. That's awesome. Yeah. That, and very true. It could be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things that we typically think of podcasting is, is monetizing and the, that possibility. So do you have any tips or tactics on how we can monetize our podcasts? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, it's a question that I get asked often. And the first thing that people always ask is how do you get sponsorships for podcasts? And I can't answer that because I've been able to monetize my podcast sponsor free. And it's one of the things that I really push people to challenge themselves to, to shift their thinking a little bit. Podcasting is not necessarily just something on its own. It's a platform of many platforms that you have. It's, it's a microphone to your brand. And so just like you monetize any other brand, you can monetize a podcast in the same way. But there are a few ways of monetizing that I'm really, really an advocate for. The first thing is always digital products, right? So packaging up your knowledge and experience into something that you can sell online that people can just download and use right away. So an ebook, a planner, for example, a calendar, a nutrition guide. There's so many different ways to package up your information and, and sell it online and use that to monetize it, especially because you know that it's something that your audience wants, right? Because they told you when you did your market research. So that's one way. Another one is like, online event. So like a virtual summit or any type of online conference, online course, a boot camp, those kinds of things, right. Will allow you to kind of connect from a community aspect of it, even a membership, right. Where you, you know, you allow, you give a lesson or you share information or resources or community every month. And then you have recurring income that way. And then another way is something that, you know, is maybe not really popular right now, but like in-person events, like brunches or conferences in person or retreats, you know, people love to be able to escape and connect with like-minded people from their community. So those are also really, really good. And then merchandise. So merchandise is also a great example. So t-shirts, hats, bags, 
one of the things that to keep in mind with with uh, merchandise is unless your podcast is like super popular, try and use a tagline instead of your podcast name so that you, the person is is more able to identify with it. So like, let's say you but your podcast is called Health is Wealth, right? And you know your tagline is not Health is Wealth. Your tagline is like love yourself enough to be healthy, right? Or I love myself enough to be healthy. Put that on a bag, right? Or on a cup, you know, because people can identify with that more than other things. And also consulting. So let's say you are a fitness expert, right? You can do 60 to 90 minute consulting sessions with someone and give them an entire strategy on how they're going to lose weight over the next six weeks, how they're going to give them a meal plan on what they should be dieting based on and specifically geared towards them. And you can do that for so many different professions, legal, you can do it for finance, business, entrepreneurship, school, anything, right? Yeah. Cooking, cooking, you can do it for anything. Um, so it's really about, you know, looking at a podcast as an element of your brand and and thinking about how you're going to monetize your brand as a whole. I hope everybody is taking lots of notes because this (laughs) is really good information as a whole. This is really good. I think you probably just answered this, but you know, what type of strategies have you used or implemented to grow your online community? That's a good question. So number one, and I think I mentioned this already, but consistency is really, really important. So I show up, excuse me, not every day, but consistently on social media. So Instagram is a big part of my push. So I share my episodes weekly. I'm always engaging and asking questions with my audience on my Instagram. I use emails a lot. I send out a weekly newsletter that's called Monday momentum to kind of push people forward and to help people to focus on their goals more. I also have a newsletter specifically for podcasters, for people who want to to podcast and just kind of being open and talking about things and answering questions and asking the questions that my audience wants to hear. I think one of the the biggest things that I've done though so far is having a podcast that has guests helps you to be able to grow your audience because you can leverage their guests on your own show. And so I've been really strategic around the kinds of guests that I have on my podcast. And I like to call it the destiny's child strategy. (laughs) So (laughs) depending on where you you are in your podcast journey, there's different things that you want to be able to do. And there's different kinds of guests that you want to have. So if you're in a growth phase, you want to be getting as many eyes on your podcast as possible. And so you have like the three different kinds of guests and they're all a part of destiny child. So Beyonce guests are, those are like the, the top tier of your, your target <laughs> audience, right? Those are like, you know, they have a huge amount of followers. Everyone knows who they are in your niche. Right. And if you have them on your show, people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, she had Beyonce on her show, but Beyonce guests are not the best for audience growth. Why? Because they don't necessarily need you. And if you have a Beyonce guest on your podcast, they're more than likely doing it as like a form of charity because they feel like, you know, I just want to give back to my community. Right. So they're not going to promote your show. They're not going to be sharing their ep- the episode that you're on because they don't need to grow their audience. Their audience is already huge. Right. So they're great for like getting your current audience engaged and just having like a solid podcast. And when people see your podcast, they're like, wow, she had that Beyonce guest on there. Right. But in terms of growing your audience, you want more Kelly guests. Now, Kelly guests are, you know, the audience is not super small, but it's not super big either. And Kelly's still on her grind. She's still out there trying to find people to help her grow her own audience. Right. So she's getting something out of it. So she's going to share your show. She's going to take a screenshot of you guys talking on the podcast. Like her audience is going to 
come to you, right? So you're going to be able to leverage who Kelly has in her circle, and that's going to help you to grow. And then you have the Michelle guest. Now, you can't discount the Michelle guest because maybe their audience isn't so big, but their story is so impactful and maybe their knowledge is so like so out of this world that that it it draws in your current audience. So it helps with like retaining the audience that you have because you're producing quality episodes. So for example, my mom was on my podcast. My mom has like three Instagram followers, like me and my my two sisters. Like that's the only people that follow her on Instagram. But her her story was so impactful that I still get messages to this day about her episode. And it's not so much for bringing in a new audience, but for retaining my current audience because of how powerful her episode was. So don't count out the Michelle guest guys. You still need those. So I always like to say, you know, you want to have like 60% Kelly guests and then 20% Beyonce guests and 20% Michelle guests just to have it even, but you want to have those guests in the middle tier that are going to bring their, they have a big enough audience to bring to your show and they're still going to help you to promote it and put it out there so that you can capture that audience. That's wonderful. I love that analogy too. (laughs) (laughs) So what's one thing you wish you had known before you started your podcast? Well, I will. That's a good question. So I will say that I wish I knew how much work it was, but I think if I knew I wouldn't have done it. So Loki, I don't know that, you know, there's anything I wish I would have known. I'm the type of person who likes to just dive in and figure it out. So I, oh yes, I do. There is something that I wish I would have known. So my podcast name changed about two or three months ago. And the reason why it changed is because I almost got a cease and desist. Someone actually trademarked the term, the glow up, right? Which meant that I would not be able to use it on my branding. I wouldn't be able to sell anything on it. And although I had the opportunity to fight it, I decided to change the name anyway. So I wish I knew how important it was to trademark the podcast name, not necessarily the podcast name, but it was my overall brand name. And I wish that I knew to take care of the legal aspect of the podcast before I started, because I could have been had it trademarked and I would have just kind of been pushing down that road. So that's one of the things I wish I would have known for sure. Legal aspects are very important. So it's, it's in, in, in anything when it comes to, to business. So not just trademarks, but legal, legal aspect and how you're running your business. It's, it's important. That's actually a really good, good note that to, to educate ourselves on the, on the legal aspects of things. Mm-hmm. For sure. As we're launching new things, especially for launching new educational content and courses like that, you yeah. definitely want to look into the legality of things so that you can protect it, you know, all that, that work that you've put into. Exactly. So Lene, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way in your podcasting journey? That's a good question. So I took a lot of podcast courses. The first course I took was Podcast Moguls by Nikayla Matthews of Side Hustle Pro. That was a really, really good program. I also looked at a lot of Pat Flynn's tutorials and videos as well. And I did a lot of research. So I think for me, it was going to the experts, right? Figuring out who's actually out there, who's doing what you want to do and how did they do it and figure that out. So definitely go find the experts that have done it. I think for me, that was the biggest thing because there's so much information out there and it's so time consuming to like sift through everything. I know I've done it. 
And which is why I created some of the materials that I've created, because instead of having to go to five different courses and then learn all these things, I've combined everything that I've learned into one program that makes it super easy for anyone who wants to start a podcast and grow their brand through it. So before we wrap up our talk today, well, before we wrap up this really amazing talk that we've had today, I want to do a lightning round. Yeah, so pretty much is I'll ask you a few short questions, no podcast or business related. So these are just for fun questions. And okay. all you need to do is answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. You ready? Got it. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. What is your favorite word? Like. <laughs> What are you not very good at? Uh, math. If you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? I will be uh, mashed potatoes for sure. <laughs> I, I think that's just the type of food I like. I don't know. I love mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> What sound or noise do you love? I love, so I'm from the island. So I love when people kiss their teeth. Oh. <laughs> you know, when people are like, Shh. I'm like, yes. So it's just like home, you know? <laughs> I've never heard that. Maybe it's like a Caribbean, like a British Caribbean island oh. thing. I don't know. We kiss our heard all the time. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I've been talking to my husband about going to law school, but every time I think about like, having to read those books and just like, no, that's not going to happen. But lawyer for sure. I think, I think that would be really cool. Oh, that's nice. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To be able to, to travel in an instant. So if I close my eyes and open them, I'm in like Thailand. That would be oh, cool. That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, where can our listeners connect with you online? Awesome. So you can follow me on Instagram at goal standard underscore. So that's G O A L standard underscore. And you can check out my website at the goal dash standard.com. Lene, thank you so very much for being on today's episode and sharing all of that great, great information with our audience. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks for joining us this week on the focus and bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore focus and bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the focus and bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss an episode. And while you're there, Go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.